Hey there, my name is Lexi and I want to thank you so much for tuning into my channel. If you are new here, I am a singer, songwriter, and audio engineer, and I make video tutorials and vlogs about what it's like going on this journey to being a superstar as a singer, and I also make tutorials for people who are interested in the technical side or the behind the scenes aspect of the music industry. So that being said, this video is coming to you off of a request that someone made of me to make a video about how to mix with different plugins in Pro Tools. Now that would actually be a very long video because there are so many different plugins that we could talk about and the mixing process itself takes a minimum of maybe four hours. So I decided to just break it down into the most important, uh, the most important plugins that are used for mixing. So that's typically, it, I know it may not sound believable, but typically you only need EQ, which is equalization. That's the short form for it, EQ. And then there's compression and really reverb and delay, and then maybe auto-tune. That's really all you need. If you learn how to tweak those things to the best of your abilities, then you can make a really great song that sounds radio quality. And of course, there are some other things that can polish it off. It helps to have a good artist too, but um, those are the main things that you're only going to need. So let's go ahead and get started with this video. I'm going to be using an example of a song that I did. It's called The Same, and I'll let you hear I'll let you hear the first verse. So from here to here, I'll let you hear that. Oh, after I increase my buffer so we're not interrupted. That was embarrassing. Now you're going to hear it for real. Here we go. idea that is a song that we're working with but we're actually not even going to worry about all of that for the purposes of this video we're just going to focus on the lead vocals so as you can see I have a lot going on here different in and out stacks and a bunch of vocals because I love my stacks Lexi is with the stacks but anyway so I'm just going to be using the lead vocals as the example tracks to talk about EQ um, while the song was playing, I actually messed up and had my reverb and delay turned off. But, and the thing for me, I love reverb and delay, but I had way too much on it. So you could probably hear as I was adjusting the levels of my reverb and delay that it started to sound a bit more clear as I got rid of some of the reverb and the delay. So that's something you can keep in mind. This video is not about reverb and delay, but sometimes 
that's something that can help your track to be more clear, your vocals to be more clear. So focusing on just these lead vocals, let's enlarge this, soloed, and just zoom in some. So it's really hard to give you like exact step-by-step -step rules on how to mix a track because I don't know what it is that you're mixing and I don't know how you want it to sound. The thing that's difficult about mixing is it really just takes practice. It's That's an answer that has irritated me since the beginning of my schooling when it comes to Pro Tools and mixing, but it really does take practice and it's going to take developing your ear to make it sound what you hear in your head, if that makes sense. So I'm just going to show you a few different things. Um, there's actually a bunch of different plugins you could use for equalization or EQ. How you would apply that to your track if you're kind of new to Pro Tools. We have our inserts here. We're going to insert a plugin by clicking on this. Plugin EQ is at the top because it's very common. There are so many different EQs to choose from. The one that comes with Pro Tools is uh, the EQ3 and obviously a few others, but this is the one that comes with Pro Tools. That's before you have to buy any any plugin packages or bundles. There's this one. What's another one? Another one I like to use. Q8. Mm, not really. I don't think I like this one. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I like that one, but not really. Let me bring this up so you can see all of them together. Oh my gosh. Okay. What's another one? REQ. And you can see a trend with, uh, well, that's not the right one. Gosh darn it. Our EQ. I can't read. Our EQ. They're right next to each other. So, yeah. And you'll see the trend with the EQs that I like to use. They all pretty much look the same with this line that goes across them. That's showing you the different ranges of hertz that you can play with. So... In general, and I'm trying to be as eloquent as possible and teach you everything that I've learned in school. <laughs> in general, um, we hear from 20 to 20,000 hertz, the human ear, from 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz. Um, the deeper pitch is going to be around like 20 to maybe 2 to 300. And then it's another separation. That's actually 200 right there. 200 to 1k and then there's 1k to 3k 3 or 4k and then everything above like 9,000 it's probably going to be high-pitched breathy airiness and I'm going to get better with these explanations as we get into the video so let's talk about first um, making your vocals sound deep or muddy and this is a really good example, the song that I'm using, because I actually have a lot of bleed through of the bass from the sub. I forgot to turn off the subwoofer while I was recording, so you're going to hear it. First off, let me stop by telling you that's it, yeah. Let me turn off I'm this. not worried, I'm not stressing, missing shit, yeah. Just like you telling me you found another. So you hear that little kick in the back, like boom, 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 boom. And I'm going to let you hear it some more by tweaking the EQ some. First off, let me stop by telling you that's it, yeah. I'm not worried, I'm not stressing, missing shit, yeah. Just like you telling me you... Right, so you can hear that, right? So that would be considered in the deep, muddy zone. 
that is below like 200, below 300 hertz, something like that. Um, and you see, as I was lifting this up, because I'm increasing the gain on it or the level that you can hear it, that made it more prevalent. If I brought it down some, then I can take out some of that bass drum or that kick drum. First off, let me stop by telling you that's it. So you yeah. hear it? I'm not worried. I'm going to cut I'm it out now. Missing shit. Yeah. Just like you telling me you found another bitch. So when I accentuate that bass drum by raising the gain in that 100 to two, 100 to 20 hertz range, you could hear the kick a lot clearer. But when I took some gain out, then it got rid of that kick drum. But I don't know if you noticed or not, it also took a lot of life out of my own voice. So let's listen again. First off, let me stop by telling you that's it, yeah. I'm not worried, I'm not stressing, missing shit, yeah. So you hear how it kind of like really thinned out my voice and made me sound not realistic at all, in my opinion. So that's something that you want to be careful of when you're mixing. If you're trying to get rid of certain sounds, you can do that. But you also have to keep in mind that, especially if you have two sounds on one track, the way that the bass is in my vocal track, if I'm cutting something out because I want to get rid of that kick drum, I have to be mindful that I'm also taking away the low end that's in my voice. Now, it's not always a bad thing to have that muddiness, that deep, the deep hurts included. But um, you just want to be mindful that you want to keep some of the life in your voice by not taking out the characteristic sounds of it, the timbre of it. Timbre is like the unique sound of anything unique sound of something so the timbre of my voice is affected when i take out too much of that low end first off let me stop by telling you that's it yeah. sounds really thin i'm not worried i'm not stressing missing shit yeah that's just muddy. like you telling me you found another bitch that's your business i'm not in it all right so be mindful of that um to take out this kick drum I'm sorry, I'm moving kind of slow. It's been a long day. <laughs> but to take out this kick drum, I'm going to affect what's called the low frequency. Or, yeah, low frequency. Low frequency, low mid, mid frequency, high mid frequency, high frequency. That's what those mean. And, again, this is taking me back to my school days. So bear with me on these explanations. But, anyway, so the kick drum typically lives somewhere 100 hertz and below. So to take that out, I like to put on a nice little shelf that's what this n means let me see oh wait not that one high pass filter aha it's a filter i'm going to enable it by pushing this in button and you can see that right here it's creating a shelf a high pass filter means that high frequencies pass over it now on the opposite spectrum there's low pass frequency low frequencies pass over it that makes sense there you go. So low frequencies can live with the low pass filter. High frequencies live with the high pass filter. Try to remember that any way you can. I'm going to cut out this kick drum by giving a really steep shelf. And I can affect which frequencies that shelf controls by messing with this dial here. Okay, my computer's being weird. But anyway, yeah, so I can affect how steep or how not steep this incline of a shelf is. I like it really steep. So now we're just going to play with that and see how much, how far I can go without 
messing with the sound of my voice to get out that kick drum. First off, let me start by telling you that's it, yeah. I'm not worried, I'm not stressing, missing shit, yeah. Just like you telling me you found another bitch. That's your business, I'm not in it. You must want me catching feelings, yeah. Got no interest if that's all you gotta say, yeah. Telling me I'm gonna be spinning if I don't make All right, so you hear the difference in that? So I'm going to take what I just did. I'm going to take that off and I'm going to let you listen. And then I'm going to be bringing it in and out so you can hear the difference. So bypass means that this plugin is not active. If it's not bypassed, then the plugin is active. Just a little little terminology there for you. So let's listen again. This is off right now. And I'm going to switch to on and off. First off, let me stop by telling you that's it, yeah. I'm not worried. I'm not stressing, missing shit, yeah. Just like you telling me you found another bitch. That's your business. So you can hear that when the filter is not enabled, when the EQ is not enabled, you can hear that kick drum heavily. So now let's hear how that sounds in our song, in the context of the entire track. But to me, it's slightly clearer. Honestly, sometimes it can be kind of difficult to hear through when everything is playing at the same time. But it's good to always make sure that whatever you're doing when you solo your vocal tracks, you want to make sure that it's actually going to sound good in the context of the entire song. So it's another little thing to look out for. I guess we'll call it a rule. Next thing you can look at when you are messing with the EQ is how much air you're allowing into the vocals. Um, another way to explain it would be bright or tinny is how it can be explained. So you're going to find that on the higher frequencies, the thousands, like 5k and above. And what's really nice about this EQ plugin is that it has these visual representations of where each benchmark, I guess, each uh, division of frequencies, it, it tells you where those are. That's why I like using this so much because I'm I tend to be a visual person, and so I like using this EQ because it shows me the visuals. So this blue dot and everything after it is typically the high frequencies. So let's hear what that would sound like if we affect it. First off, let me stop by telling you that's it, yeah. I'm not worried, I'm not stressing, missing shit, yeah. Just like you telling me you found another bitch. That's your business. I'm not in it. You must want me catching feelings, yeah. All right, so you hear how my voice got much clearer by affecting, by uh, turning up the gain on that high frequency. Well, that's what happens when you mess with the high frequency EQ. You turn it up and your voice gets clearer, although you do have to be careful about letting in too much air. And you have to be careful about making your voice sound too tinny. Now, I'm going to try to find the frequency where I feel it sounds too tinny so you can kind of understand what that means to me anyway and what it'll hopefully mean for you when you're mixing your own stuff. So let's find the tinny frequency. First off, let me stop by telling you that's it, yeah. I'm not worried. I'm not stressing, missing shit, yeah. Just like you telling me. So yeah, you hear that high ringing noise in the background. That's that's tinny to me. I don't like tinny frequencies. It gets really annoying, especially you can hear it seeping through the track. Like when I play it 
with everything else. So you can hear it poking through on your track. Now that's an obvious issue and something that you can hear and take out. So if I come here, First off, let me stop by telling you that's it, yeah. I can take it out. I'm not worried. I'm not stressing, missing shit. Yeah. See? Just like you telling. So another thing to keep in mind when you're mixing, you really have to use your ears. And again, that's why it's so hard to give a good step-by-step -step guide on how to mix because it is going to depend on what you hear and what you want to hear. But that's an example of something being entirely too bright, too tinny, and too airy. Um, let me see if I can find the air in this. First off, let me stop by telling you that's it, yeah. I'm not worried. I'm not stressing, missing shit, yeah. Just... So it's, it's so annoying to me because I can hear it. But it's like in between all of my words, I can hear that just really hard breathing sounds. That's what happens also when you turn up the higher frequencies on your EQ. You're affecting the air that's allowed to come through on the sound. Sometimes that can be used to your favor if that's the sound that you want. But again, it's going to depend on what sound you're going for, what style you're going for. Let's see how that sounds in the track. to me it's just really annoying when the high the high frequency is turned up that much and it might sound clear but it's it's just a feeling that you'll get from your songs as well like if something doesn't feel right then that could be another reason to affect the EQ on it so that's brightness so you notice when i actually brought this down how much more muddy it made the uh the vocal sound so let me see first off let me stop by telling you that's it regular yeah. right i'm not worried i'm not stressing missing shit yeah so on the reverse you can either make it really bright or you can add to the muddiness of the vocals by taking all that high end out so let's say we take out this high end right and we also take off the uh the high pass filter that we had to get rid of that to get rid of that kick drum first off let me stop by telling you that's it yeah that's another way to make your vocals sound really muddy and not clear again if that's the sound you're going for that's cool but typically people like to hear the vocals nice and clearly so you can understand what the artist is saying and so you can really feel everything that is meant to be felt in the song if you want things to feel dark then you can make the track more muddy. If you want things to feel bright and happy and cheery, then you can make things more bright, more, yeah, like that, but not too much. So there's just, there's a lot of different avenues that you can go with this. First off, let me stop by telling you that's it, yeah. I'm not worried, I'm not stressing, missing shit, yeah. Just like you telling me you found another bitch. That's your business. I'm not in it. You must want me catching feelings, yeah. Got no interest if that's all you gotta say, yeah. Telling me I'ma be spinning if I don't make a change, yeah. Never believing I'm making a living. I've been on my way, hey. Never thought you were gonna turn into an animal. Look at your way, yeah. 
So what I was just doing right there is um, combing through all the frequencies that I don't like. So remember this irritating sound. First off, let me stop by telling you that's it. That ringing sound that you could hear. I went and I found that and then I took it out ever so slightly, just a little bit because I don't want to bring it all the way down here because then I run the risk of taking all the life out of the frequencies that are surrounding it. First off, let me stop by telling you that's it, yeah. See, versus... I'm not worried, I'm not stressing, missing shit, yeah. Much better, right? So that's something else that you want to keep in mind when you are mixing your records. If you change one band of frequencies or one group of frequencies too much, then again, you're going to suck all the life out of the rest of the timbre of the, of the voice. Remember when I was saying we were talking about the low end of the EQ that I didn't want to take out too much of the bass because then it would start affecting my own voice and making my own voice sound really lifeless and not as full as it should be. The goal is to make things sound clearer, not to make them sound robotic. But then again, on the flip side, because there is no right or wrong way to mix, it truly just depends on what you want to hear from your song. But I think that I made this sound a little bit brighter. And I, you can see I didn't really do much. The same thing here. What is this? Why is it? What is this? Why did I do this? First off, let me stop by telling Ill. you that's it. Yeah. Just ill. I'm not worried. I'm not stressing. Missing shit. Yeah. Just like you telling me. So, yeah. See how ugly that sounded? You just gotta, you gotta play around with it. And um, I just moved my high, my high frequency I just moved this EQ over a little bit because generally around 9,000 hertz, that's where these kind of sounds, that's hissing, that's where those frequencies live in the, mm, I'll say 7 to 12,000 hertz, 7 to, 7 to 12K hertz, K means thousand if you didn't know. So seven to t seven to twelve k, I'd say that's where the the hissing sound exists, and I'll let you hear the hissing sound. First off, let me stop by telling you that's it. Yeah. yeah, I'm not worried. I'm not stressed. So that was about like seven point four, I think. Yeah. So, so what you want to do basically is on vocal tracks, you'll take out sounds that you don't want. You can accentuate or um, enhance the sounds that you do want to hear. And it really is up to your preference on what, like what your goal is. Whatever your goal is, doing the best you can to make it sound like what you hear in your head. The most important thing to remember is that there's no right or wrong way to mix. But you really do have to take your time to sit down and just play around with things. And admittedly, I don't even play around with things as much as I want to because I want to just kind of I know how I want it to sound. And so I just kind of it could look crazy like this looks kind of neat and nice, but your stuff could look like this. And it doesn't matter graphically what it looks like as long as you like the way that it sounds. So don't get too hung up on the graphic EQ. That's one thing I guess you need to be careful of. Don't be too hung up on making the picture look pretty from here, even if it looks crazy it could still sound amazing. So don't let anyone tell you that your EQ has to look a certain way for you to achieve a certain sound. You have to play around with it until you get the sound that you heard in your head. As crazy as that might seem.
So that's kind of the basics on EQing as far as getting the vocals to be more clear. So now let's talk about some tricks that you can probably do with um, with when you're mixing. One of the most common tricks that I do when I'm in a session, especially when I'm doing ad libs. And do I have it here? I have an ad lib track, but yes, there are ad libs on it. Let's see. What is this? What you say? Wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So let's hear that in the context of the song. The point I was going to make there, these background vocals are on my, my aux track, uh, my, my ad lib track. I don't know why I didn't label it. That irritates me. The common effect that I will do using EQ is the telephone effect. Now, you can make a telephone effect by yourself by making a steep shelf with your high pass filter and your low pass filter and kind of making this, I don't know, parabola or boomerang or arch looking thing and this will give you a telephone effect so let's listen to those leads again first off let me stop by telling you that's it first off let me stop by telling you that's it yeah. so you can find the telephone effect by yourself or you can go to the presets which has it already out here for you so you go to presets special effects i like telephone 2 i don't know the difference between oh wait is this the one i like oh you know what because i have my stuff on it and that's not how it's supposed to be that doesn't look right at all oh my gosh okay there we go that is what telephone 2 sounds like So it was in the same general area that I had my telephone to. Though there's telephone one. First off, let me stop by telling you that's it, yeah. I'm not worried. I'm not stressing, missing shit, yeah. Just like you. And there's a whole bunch of different presets that you can go through. Um, and that can help you clean up like instruments and vocals as well. But the telephone effect is the is a common effect that I'll use in my sessions to um, give like a a different texture to the vocals to separate it from the leads. And this is what I use for um, the ad-libs, just to, you know, give it a little separation, make something different, because I think it would just be really boring to have all of my vocals sounding the same. And so I'll typically put this on my ad-libs, the telephone track. Another really cool thing, it'll make you look cool in front of your clients, and make them think you are the best is if you do an underwater effect and that's like if you think of drake and how he's always in got these songs the slow songs where he's really in his feelings and he'll the beat kind of feels like it's going underwater and then resurfacing again you can achieve the same effect with the eq for that one i use the low pass filter and i think i usually take it around like 1.2 or 900 even 1200 or 1200 hertz or 900 hertz if you're not up with the lingo yet so let's hear how that sounds on the beat let's go to a nice part 
hear that? And you can play with that. We're back on the surface. And that's what it means to go underwater, which you can achieve that effect by using EQ plugin. That's all I have for you on EQ. Um, as I said, it is really difficult to kind of give you a step-by-step -step guide on how to mix because you can literally go in an infinite amount of directions depending on how you want your song to hear, the vibe that you're going for, the mood that you're going for. But if you just understand the basics of the groupings of EQ, like the low frequencies, the high frequencies, everything in between, then you'll be okay. Mixing is not as hard or intimidating or as intimidating as people might say that it is. It's just the fact that no one can really teach you how to mix because that's something that you have to develop. You have to develop your ear for yourself and then you have to just play around with it. There are literally so many different plugins that you can choose from. MPC, what's that? Beat making? See, look, I messed up. I got the wheel to death. So that's all I have to show you on EQ. I hope that I helped you get a better understanding of at least the basics of how to manipulate the frequencies on a vocal track to make the vocals sound more clear, to take out certain sounds. Um, and again, as I was saying earlier in the video, it's really hard to give you a step-by-step -step guide on how to mix because it literally depends on what direction you want to go, the mood that you want the song to be in, and the vibe that you want to portray from, you know, from the song, from the vocals. So, but as long as you understand these basic ideas of the muddy range and the bright range and then everything in between, and as long as you understand that you can tweak these things to make it sound how you want it to sound and you just got to play around with it, then I think you'll be okay. If you like this video and you want to see more content like it, please give me a big thumbs up and then also click that subscribe button as well as the little notification bell next to it so you can be notified each and every time I post a new video. If you have any requests or you have any questions, you can always leave a comment in the comment section down below or you can email me at info at LexiATL.com and I will try to get to your request as soon as I can. And that's with anything. It's uh, You can ask me about Pro Tools, ask me about my journey as a, as a singer and songwriter in Atlanta, or ask me personal things. And however you want me to answer, I will do that for you. I'm an open book as long as you ask. But again, I want to thank you so much for tuning into my channel. And until next time, peace. What is it like being backstage? It's really nice. Um, this particular room has a lot of light, which I love, and it has a lot of mirrors, which I also love. And so it gives me an opportunity to make sure that my hair looks good, make sure that my makeup looks good. Um, I could sing a little bit.